Welcome to RVR's Life After Camp podcast. Learn about the camp and retreat ministries of RVR at rivervalleyranch.com. Enjoy. All right. Well, wow. This week went pretty fast, huh? Just seems like we started a few days ago and then we've had all kinds of paintball wars, classic camp, Cheerio expades in the middle of the night last night, all kinds of crazy stuff. But we've been talking about this kingdom tapestry, and uh, tonight we're going to kind of put a wrap on it as we talk about this metaphor that the God of the universe had a design. And in that design, it created the heavens and the earth. It created us made in his image. He created you. You're fearfully and wonderfully made. You're his workmanship who began a good work and you will carry it on to the completion until the day of Christ Jesus, that you were so valuable that when all of the tapestry unraveled and when Adam and Eve disobeyed, God still had a plan. God had a plan that included you. He had a plan to redeem you. And he sent his one and only son, Jesus Christ, right here to this earth. He walked on water. He fed 5,000. He did miraculous healings. On the hillside, he did teachings. He multiplied loaves and fish and, and fed thousands. He did all these incredible things during his time here to show us, to demonstrate to us that he was, in fact, the son of the Most High God. But at the end of his life, the ultimate purpose, the mission that Jesus came here to this earth to accomplish was to die on the cross. Because from the time of Adam and Eve, all of humanity, all of mankind was separated from the God who created us. And in that death, he paid the penalty that we deserved. And more importantly, three days later, he rose again. And last night, when we kind of finished that section, we established that there is no other person ever like Jesus. Someone who was there at creation. Someone who took on flesh and came to this world. Someone who showed his glorified state. He transfigured himself and showed himself as his heavenly representative while here on earth. Someone who was willing to die. They didn't take his life. Jesus was willing in this kingdom tapestry to lay his life down for us. And ultimately, after that death and burial, he did what no one has ever done. And no other religious leader can claim in that he came back to life. The resurrection is the event that separates the kingdom tapestry from all of the invitation tapestries. You guys know that you can go to like a machine and you can buy a ring pop. You know, you can just turn in there and you can buy a ring pop and you don't know, have your little sucker or whatever. Do you think that on that night in my life, when I got ready to get down on my knee and propose to my wife, I went to the candy jar, put the quarter in, spun it, and got a ring pop. No, no way. No way. Not if I wanted to be happily married. You know what I'm saying? All right? And so, but there are a lot of imitations. There are a lot of false religions out there 
that claim to give you peace, that claim to give you identity, that claim to give you value, that claim to give you worth. But the reality is only the resurrected Jesus Christ is able to bring us into a right relationship with the God who created us. That's what John 14, 6, Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. So last night we established that he was the one who was willing to die, and our responsibility in that relationship is simply this. Do you believe? Do you believe that Jesus Christ was God's one and only son? Do you believe he lived a sinless life? Do you believe he was willing to die and was crucified and three days later he rose again? At the end of your life, in the Bible it says in Hebrews 9.27, it was once for a man to be born and then to die. And when we die, according to Hebrews 9.27, you will stand one day in the presence of God. And on that day, it will not matter how much money you made. It will not matter how popular you were. It won't matter how many service things that you did. If you served in soup kitchens or gave money at the Salvation Army or took mission trips, it will not matter how many social media likes and follows that you have. On that day, there's only one thing that will matter. Do you believe in Jesus Christ? Because according to Hebrews 9.27, he will be sitting at the right hand of the throne of God and he will be there. And if you have had that relationship and you have believed in him, you will be welcomed into this incredible place called heaven. Streets of gold, crystal sea, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. It'll be the most magnificent, the most bright, the most unbelievable thing you've ever seen. No sin, no masculinity. There will be nothing there. Everything will be in the presence of the Almighty. In fact, when Jesus was here in John, he said, in my Father's house, there are many, many rooms. I go there now to prepare a place for you that where I am, you may also be. He desires relationship with you. He wants you to spend eternity in this beautiful, magnificent, incredible place where right now the angels in there are just singing, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. And they, he wants you to be there with him. But there is one thing that will not be in heaven. And that is sin. It's not allowed. And if we're here on earth and we're born with sin, we only have one option in the kingdom tapestry to eliminate that sin from our life. And that's to believe that Jesus died for that sin and rose again. That is your ticket into eternity with God. That's why here at RVR, that's why your counselor's here, that's why me, like, we want you to have a proper and firm understanding of that reality. 
Well, tonight we're going to talk about a really, really a critical and important part of the kingdom tapestry, and that is called the fringe. The fringe in a tapestry is the border. The fringe is the outer like when you're going to put together like a jigsaw puzzle, you know how you get all the flat pieces and you try to put the border together because once you get the border, then it's easier to start finding all of those puzzles. Well, the same is true with the tapestry. You don't just start uh, with with whiffs and, and having all the threads go everywhere. You have to have a border so that as you are stitching each individual thread, it has an origin that you tie off and then you go with the different colors and through the different weaves and you go to the border, twist, turn, or tie, and then you start coming back. The border is there to give structure to the entire tapestry. And the same is true for the fringe in your life. Your relationship with God should provide for you a border and a structure to help you make good decisions in your life. The fringe is important in keeping everything in place and holding everything together and your decisions in life will be better for you when you create a border based on the Word of God. Now, some interesting things about this fringe. When you talk about the fringe, it actually, there's two different ways. You can have a frayed edge or a finished edge. I brought for you here a little blanket. So this end right here, this floppy end, this is a frayed edge, as you can imagine. As you see all the little tassels kind of Hanging down here, you can see all of the, the frays there. And then you could also have, which is on the sides of this blanket, a finish edge, like a hem that comes over. And both of these have a place when you're talking about a weaver putting on a tapestry. Now, the, the tasseled edge, mostly in most tapestries, are for decoration, to be honest with you. Now, um, girls, you're very skilled at this with t-shirts because you like to do this and then put beads on them right and you're all like so a lot of like so you can do all kinds of things but do you know a frayed edge isn't only for decoration the frayed edge is also for protection it keeps like if you spilled water you spilled something and it came up onto this frayed edge it would absorb all of the liquid and protect the actual tapestry from being harmed in some way. The same with maybe dirt or dust. If you've ever had to sweep like underneath a couch or a love seat, a sofa, a chair, and you sweep underneath or under your tables, when you come in, you get that dust. But the frayed edge helps gather all of that and keep all of the contaminants or toxins or oils or liquid off of the tapestry itself. It's going to be important, guys, when you go home that you have some buffer, that you have some edges, you have some borders to help you protect the decisions that you say are important for you in your life. When we talk about the tapestry, when we talk about these edges, there's really Two important things we're going to talk about tonight with the edge and the fringe. 
two of them that help you with your borders. Number one is this. If you're going to live as a member in the kingdom tapestry, understanding that God redeemed you, He has a plan for you, and that He has a, a specific calling on your life, then He wants you to live as an ambassador for Him. Now, ambassador, kind of a common word. We hear it pretty often. Does anyone in here know what an ambassador is? Anybody know what one is? What is an ambassador? Yes. Good. Is a person who represents something. Okay, very good. Exactly right. Anybody want to add to that? That's exactly right. Anybody else? So an ambassador is someone who is an elected official or someone who assumes the authority or responsibility to go and represent someone else. For example, in the United States, we have ambassadors all over the world. We have ambassadors over in Europe. We have ambassadors in China. We have ambassadors in Japan. We have, like, we have ambassadors, and they go over. They are U.S. citizens. They've been trained. They speak our language. They understand our economic system. They, they have all of the American interests. They are most important to them, but they are willing to go live in Germany or France or China. And while they are there, they represent the United States in different meetings, in different economic things, like all the decisions that they make, they represent the United States while on foreign soil. Well, last night, some of you transferred your citizenship, not just from here, but many of you, several of you, began a brand new relationship with Jesus Christ. And the Bible says when we do that, that we then transfer our earthly citizenship to our now forever home, which is called heaven. So our citizenship, our membership moves from temporary to eternal. And now as a citizen of heaven, you now become an ambassador here on earth for heavenly things. In other words, now your fringe, your border now should include what would the Bible say about this decision? How can I best represent Jesus by the words I say to this person? How could I serve a classmate, a friend, a teammate? How could I serve someone and show them the hands and feet of Christ? How could I be an encouraging person not a destructive person? How could I be a kind and loving person, not a hurtful or toxic person? How could I be a kind of person that has integrity, that I do what I say that I'll do, that I don't use words in harmful or mean ways, that I don't make decisions that hurt my family or my friends or others? What kind of representative, what kind of ambassador are you going to be when you go back home? Here at RVR, it's super easy to have fun, sell out, do the right thing, hang out with your guy. Like, because this is a place where doing the right thing is actually celebrated. Where doing the right thing is rewarded. 
where having the right conversation gives you the opportunity. These incredible counselors, this amazing staff with Rocket and Tuna and this incredible leadership team that you have. Like these guys all summer long sell out, sacrifice to hang out and be with you guys. You know why? They want to be an ambassador for God who shows you an incredible alternative life to the life that many of you experience back at home. So an ambassador is one that you have the opportunity now to be a representative of God and his one and only son, Jesus Christ. In fact, an ambassador, it says, is one whose citizenship in their homeland makes them worthy. Do you know what makes you worthy? That Jesus Christ died for you and rose again for you. You don't have to be good enough. You don't have to earn his love. You don't have to like be the first chair and whatever instrument you play. You don't have to be the lead in the musical. You don't have to start on the sports team you're on. You have to be the best version of you that God created. In fact, in Philippians 3.20, it tells us this. Our citizenship is in heaven. For those of you last night in this chair who either came here knowing Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior or last night prayed and asked Him to be your personal Lord and Savior, at that moment, Paul writes to us in this incredible letter to this small church in a city called Philippi. And he said, you actually had a transformation last night, not a transaction. A transaction means you give someone a dollar, they give you a Diet Coke. Okay, that's a transaction. Transformation means you actually moved your citizenship from things that are only temporary to things that are now eternal. Congratulations for you. Now you have the incredible gift of the Holy Spirit inside of you that will help you do the right thing. I get to talk to students. I told you before, it's a privilege all the time. And I have students that even after they accept Christ say, I still struggle and you could list. I could list all the things, all of your issues. But the beautiful thing is now, for those of you who are serious about your faith, is you've always tried to stop doing those things on your own. Or what the Bible says, in the flesh. But now, if you believe, if, if you believe, you have the incredible gift of the Holy Spirit inside of you that will help you overcome those things because the Holy Spirit inside of you wants you to be delivered from that thing, wants you to be healed and forgiven from that circumstance or that hidden sin or that struggle. The Holy Spirit wants you to be a citizen in the kingdom tapestry and not struggle. So you have, inside of you now, the unbelievable gift of the Holy Spirit to help you overcome those things when you go home. If you believe. And you still have tonight with your counselors with me, like some of you, if you're still wrestling, that would be the most important kingdom tapestry decision you could still make. Secondly, he says, don't forget who you were. I love this about Paul. 
He says, you haven't always been a citizen. Some of you came here not a citizen. In fact, he says right here, he says, remember that there was a time when you were separate from Christ. All of us were born separated from Christ for all of sin and false short of the glory. Every single one of us, all of us experience an existence here. Some of you may still even be here. But, but Paul says, don't forget that. He says, you were excluded from citizenship. When we are over here, when we doubt him, we don't believe him, we are not a part of the royal tapestry. That's the truth of scripture. It sounds a little harsh, but it's the reality. You're either for Christ or against him. You were without hope, without God in the world. But now, in this chair and on this cross, Jesus gave us, all of us, the but now moment. You once were here, but if you believe that he died and rose again, now he tells you, you were once far away, but you have been brought near. Why? By the blood shed of Christ. In fact, we are no longer strangers or foreigners, but you are citizens. When you go home, you can be an ambassador, a heavenly representative of our Most High God. And we want to go home and be imitators of God. And we want to live a life of love. What does an ambassador do? It loves others well. It is not someone who is uh, harsh to people. It's not someone who's judgmental. It's not someone who feels like they're better than those. But this is a person. An ambassador is an imitator of Christ. When we read in the Gospels and we see how Jesus interacted with this Samaritan woman at the well and he just sit down with her and he had a conversation with her and he visited with her and he talked to her and he revealed himself to her. Are you willing to have those conversations with people back at home? I promise you, many of you in this room know friends and family members who don't know the truth of the gospel. Are you willing to have those conversations? In fact, what does an ambassador look like? It looks like this. It looks like a person who's willing to live a life according to their calling. In fact, it tells us right here, as a prisoner for the Lord, I urge you, live a life worthy of the calling you receive. So live up to it. Be ready to rep Jesus. Be ready to share with your friends. Be ready to share the, the hope that you have. Now you're going to have more stability. Now you're going to have this relationship with Christ that gives you the foundation that you need to make choices in life. What are you going to do in life? What are you going to do, be, and become? How are you to discover? You remember on the second night when we talked about God's Word and that tapestry written over 1,500 years by 40 different authors of three different languages on three different continents and we talked about you are passionate about something. What is it that drives you? Are you passionate about serving other people? Are you passionate about people who don't have their needs met? Are you passionate about the Word? Are you passionate like, what is your passion? What are your gifts and where is there a need? Well, we want you to go home as an ambassador and answer the call that God has for you. Live a life worthy that you may produce fruit. Do you know what we want here at RVR? We want your life to be 
successful. We want you to be spiritually impactful on your friends, your community, where you are. Like, that's our desire. We want you to create boundaries and systems that help you enjoy success. So the fringe has two purposes. Number one is for you to be an ambassador, to be a heavenly representative. Number two is to share the gospel. To share the gospel. The Bible says the harvest is plentiful and the workers are few. And what that means is there are a lot of people in our world today who don't completely understand the truth of the Bible. They do not believe in the God of creation. They may believe creation came through other means. There are a lot of people in the world who don't believe that Jesus was God's one and only son. Many think he was a prophet. He was a teacher. Many believe he was there, but many don't know. And how are they going to know if we who do know aren't willing to share? You know what I know about you guys? Because I study you guys a lot. I'm a professor at Liberty and I teach youth ministry and all that. That if you guys go to a movie that you like, Within 24 hours, you're going to share it with at least two people. Let me say that again. You go to a movie, so you go to Top Gun Maverick, you go see something this summer, whatever you go. Like, you go to a movie this summer, within 24 hours, you're going to reach out and tell at least two people. You're going to call, you're going to text, you're going to post those. At least two people in 24 hours. But here we have. Jesus Christ, who took on flesh, left heaven, came here to earth, died on the cross to forgive us of our sins. Three days later, he rose again. We don't tell anyone. We don't tell our friends. We don't tell our family members. We we don't share the most incredible, unbelievable story of all time. We go to a movie, we tell two people 24 hours. We have the creator of the universe, and we don't tell a soul. We don't tell anyone. Tonight in your small groups, you're going to have a chance to kind of talk about that. I would invite you to start thinking right now, like when I get home, who do I need to share the gospel with? Maybe you write it down. Maybe you write it in a journal. Maybe you write it in a margin rival. Maybe you start praying for that person. The Bible is very clear. Again, here's Paul writing to us in Corinthians, and he says again, we're his ambassadors. What does that mean? We're his representative. We're his spokesperson. We're here as an ambassador. And one of our goals as an ambassador is as though God were making his appeal through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. What is Paul saying? As an ambassador... Tell others. Invite your friends and your family members into the kingdom tapestry. You know, if I KO, if I developed like a cure for like cancer or multiple sclerosis or or cardiovascular disease, or I developed some kind of new surgery that would fix like a cleft palate or some kind of physical abnormality, if I developed 
this unbelievable cure for some kind of disease that was just wreaking havoc on large groups of people in our population. And then I just went into the closet and threw the plans away and didn't tell anybody and just let all of those people all around the globe continue to suffer and to not have a solution and not have a cure. Would that be very honorable of me? Would I be living a life worthy? Would I be honoring the gift that God had allowed me to discover? No way. But you know what, guys? We all do it. We have an answer to the world's sin problem. You have the answer. It's not even a complicated answer. It's an easy to describe answer. It's already written down for you answer. It's a you can read it in three or four verses in the book of Romans answer. It is a matter of caring deeply about the people around you. And Jesus cares deeply for you. And he wants you to care deeply for others who are also made in his image. What does the fringe do? The fringe says, it's not just about my tapestry, but I'm willing to expand my tapestry, expand my borders, expand my horizon, and share with others the incredible good news of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. You're just going to go home, keep it to yourself, Live under the radar screen. Live stealth. Matthew 28 tells us this. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. We, as a part of the kingdom tapestry, we are commanded as an ambassador to share the good news of Jesus Christ with others. It is all of our job. We are collectively in this tapestry, interwoven, stitched together through community to share that gospel. There was a construction superintendent. He had been building houses for 40 years years. In fact, in his company, he was known as the very best construction superintendent. People would pay millions of dollars to have this one particular superintendent be the one in charge of their house because he paid such close attention to detail. He wanted to make sure that when they poured the foundation, everything about the concrete was perfect. When they got ready to frame the house and put up all the two-by-fours and all the walls, he would go through diligently and make sure every single stitch, every board, every part of the house was perfect. 
when they went in to put in the electricity and the lights and the wall plugs, he would check every one. He was just meticulous. He was known for years and years and years for being the very, very best. Well, this superintendent came into his boss and he told him, I'm going to retire. I've been doing it for 40 years. I'm exhausted. I don't have another house in me. I can't build another house. And his boss, who was very thankful because this guy had made the company millions of dollars over the year, he said, I have one more house. I've already committed to it. Will you please just do one more house? The construction superintendent was very disappointed. He was done. He was tired. He wanted to retire. He did not want to do one more house. But his boss put pressure on him. He convinced him. He talked him into it. His boss said, please, if you'll just do this one more house. So very reluctantly, the construction superintendent, he agreed. He didn't want to do it. He was angry about it. But he agreed. So they got ready to pour the concrete. There are a couple small blemishes, a couple things that weren't exactly right, but it would have held up the job and made the construction last longer. So the superintendent just looked the other way and let it go on. They came to frame the house and put all the two by fours, the last house, the final house, the last one he's ever going to have to oversee. There were some flaws. There are a few mistakes. Most people wouldn't know. The house probably wouldn't crumble or collapse, but it just wasn't the best. They got ready to run all the electricity, run all the pipes again. Every step of the house, the construction superintendent, whose heart was not in it, he turned the other way and he let it continue. He let the house go on. It had flaws in the foundation. It had walls that weren't exactly true 90 degrees. It had electrical things that had shorts in it. This house was definitely less than the best. Once this house came to completion with all of its flaws, the construction superintendent went into his boss and he said, I'm done. I'm finished. It's over. I'm done. Here. Here's all my paperwork. Here's my walkie-talkie. Here's my keys. Here it is. And his boss, sitting behind the desk, whenever the superintendent turned around to walk out, his boss said, hey, just a moment. And he tossed him the keys. And he said, that house is yours. It's my gift to you for 40 years of service.
I don't want you to live your life half-hearted, not obeying God's Word, not being a member of the tapestry. I don't want you to look up and find yourself less than the best. Let's pray. God, we love You. We thank You so much for this week that we've been able to be together. We thank You for all the things that You've reminded us that we're on planet Earth, the third planet from the sun. You created us in Your image. You knit us together in our mother's womb. You've given us and woven together Your Bible, written by 40 authors over 1,500 years in three languages. God, that when it unraveled, You sent Jesus. And Jesus, You were willing to take on flesh. You were willing to show us Your glorified self. You were willing to live a sinless life. And ultimately, you were willing to die and you rose again. God, I pray that as these campers head back tomorrow to all different worlds, different homes, different situations, that they would choose to be your ambassador. They would choose to share the truth of the Gospel the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus with others. And that they would serve faithfully, wholeheartedly in all that they do. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We hope you enjoyed listening to this Life After Camp episode. Discover all of the year-round adventures at RVR and find out how you can support our ministry at rivervalleyranch.com. Thanks.